this week on Not Just Another Sex Podcast. A lot of men will go after women that are saying that this is my standard, this is my boundary, this is what I require, right? And then they ease up in there with none of that shit. Yeah. So then they don't believe you. They don't. At this point, he feels like you lied. You're a liar. And now he just doesn't trust you. Trip Fontaine said it. He was like, <laughs> niggas lie, but women lie to themselves more. Hey, Sugar. You're listening to Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Samaya Burton. I've been a hands-on sexual educator for over five years through my company, Sexual Essentials. So I can tell you that being an adult absolutely has its perks. But now let's talk about just how hard adulting really is. Whether you're healing trauma, building healthy relationships, or figuring out how to create your own happiness, the truth is you may feel like you don't know what you're doing, but you're here now, and that's enough. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just Another Sex Podcast. I am your host, Samaya, and I am super excited to be here with you today. Per usual, per, per usual, you know what I mean. Anyways, per usual, we're going to start off with a review um, these are slowly becoming one of my favorite part of the episodes because y'all be talking to me so nice, like seriously. Okay, so today's first review is from Misha Poo ninety two. <laughs> one of the best podcasts. I love how open and honest you are. Definitely helped me get through my long days of work. You have also gave me a lot of clarity on my life. Keep it up. Like, that's real. I don't know if you guys think like that we just say leave a review um, just because, but we don't. Um, one, it honestly lets me know that I'm doing something right um, in this business and just really creating this. Sometimes it can feel like, is it is it worth it? Um, but also because this is where it counts. Like when you listen to the audio, when you play the entire episode, when you leave a review, like that's what helps put this show on the charts. So this podcast is a hundred percent free um if you want to support us leaving a review um rating rating and reviewing the podcast leaving um a review and and sharing and all that stuff it it, it helps way more than you know um every single listen counts so i appreciate you guys so much just for going out of your way and doing that for me because every time i ask i see a huge influx just in the reviews that have been left that are being left and i i truly appreciate it so thank you guys so much um so before we get into the episode today I want to let y'all know that we have a very amazing guest with us today. We have Professor Odie, one of my internet friends. <laughs> say hey to the folks, say. Good people, great people, guys, people, what's going on? They told me that I had to keep my feet on the ground, so I'm trying to keep my feet on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you got to try. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. But um, as she said, I'm one of her internet friends. Um, my name is Professor Odie, entire name, um, Odie Lakachi. William Hezekiah Onkwe, Adi Lakachi, William Hezekiah Onkwe. I am a pre-licensed therapist in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a holistic mental mental wealth, I'm sorry, mental health and wellness coach. Um, And yeah, I do a lot of talking on like Instagrams (laughs) and TikToks and things of that nature. 
Cool beans, cool beans. So happy to have you here with us. Um, Odie and I met online um, just, you know, throughout this post-COVID, um, things like that. And so um, when we talk about networking across, this is um, another example of that. Um, a lot of times people reach out um, to me, which I'm really grateful for, and say, you know, hey, I think I would be a great guest for the show and things like that. And to be honest, I rarely have like a lot of complete strangers on the show unless mm -hmm. I reached out to them for something specifically. Um, but even just the way that you and I met just over over time and just commenting back and forth on different things like that and just giving a moment to catch each other's energy um, opens up the door for networking across and, you know, plugging each other for things and, you know, hey, come be a guest on this and that. And um, so I'm really excited and love to see that networking across, you know, working. Um, so mm -hmm. you guys, when I talk about that, this is an example of that. Um, <clears throat> I met Odie online over a year ago. So, you know, nice. just, you know what I mean? Like you just build over time and then like naturally when there's alignment, it, it, things just happen. So I'm really excited to have you here today. Um, so we are going to start the episode off per usual with the adult tip of the day. The adult tip of the day is a little couple minutes, like three to four minutes of um, something that we need to keep in our back pocket because I feel like when we, <laughs> when we look up, we realize we're the adult in the room. Like, like if somebody was to pass out right now, like That's they crazy. would, they would, they would be like, "Oh, you know CPR." Like you would be the adult. You'd be like, "Damn," um, or you know what I'm saying, and and not even just the serious stuff, but also the my therapist says or an idea to keep in mind or just something to keep in your back pocket um, because adulting is a lot, and just a little bit of a tip, you know, can can go far. So today's adult tip of the day is provided by. Um, my leak teal. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying the name correctly, but it's M Y L E I K um, on Twitter. And it says, stop and savor the things you worked and wished for. Mm. Stop and savor the things you worked and wished for. Don't let people what's next you to death. And my take on this is not only don't let other people what's next you to death, but don't let you what's next you to death. Okay. Um, today is a very special episode um, for me, for my team, because this is the first episode that we are actually handling the videography for. So not only is this episode being shot in the library at the Something Extraordinary Content House, but the videography is being provided by the Something Extraordinary Media Group. So I'm super excited. Um, and I feel that that really relates to today's adult tip of the day. Stop and savor the things you worked and wished for. You guys were here when I did the very first episode of Not Just Another Sex Podcast on the rust wall. You could hear the echo because there was nothing in the house except the rust wall set. And you could hear all the echoes and the changes, um, team changes and, and different things like that. And so... Um, I know for me, before we even just started the episode, I turned on my song and I just had to like, just be like, damn, like, you know, we really worked and wished for this. So um, thank you to each and every one of you that has been along for the ride. Um, it's only going to get better from here. May so, I speak on that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, that's a bar because as an individual, um, as a part of the, <clears throat> as a part of the highest educated immigrant group in the United States, like a lot of people, because I'm Nigerian American, a lot of people, especially black people, will say, like, you know, Nigerian Americans are the highest educated immigrant group, and it's like they're black. So it's something that is aspirational or something that, you know, can be utilized in order to fight against this idea that 
um, you know, black people have, they, they are anti-intellectual, right? Mm. And as a Nigerian American, it's like, yes, we are and we have that accolade, but at the same time, I know the same token, reminding myself to not allow somebody to what's next me to death. Like I what's next myself, my, myself to death. You dig what I'm saying? And after I hit 30, it, it, um, I've heard a lot of things about pacing and I've heard a lot of things about once again, like celebrating the small victories, like being here on this podcast for me is a victory, but it's not just a victory. It's, 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 it means something. You dig what I'm saying? Because it's, it's, it is still a step or it is still a movement in what I feel to be the right direction. Like even down to the point where we all aligned at the same, at the same time where, you know, as you said, I'm doing the production from, you know, the, 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 the people, uh, the team here, and I'm doing, um, everything like in house. I come from a lot of grassroots roots. You understand what I'm saying? And it's, it's like, in those types of spaces, you have to celebrate the small wins. Like Absolutely. you have to, yeah. otherwise you'll lose yourself in this whole idea of like I'm not doing enough or I'm not moving quickly enough. And it's like, yo, grass don't grow fast, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't. So you know what I'm saying? Buckle up and have yourself on for the ride. I absolutely agree. Um, I, I I absolutely agree. I feel like. Um, each part of this, like just starting the podcast, the house, the, you know, acquiring the equipment and, you know, figuring out who needs to play what roles. Um, it's been really impactful. And I even noticed just even the way that I tackle things, I'd rather go for the hardest thing first. Mm-hmm. I think that um, it's crazy because months ago we were avoiding shooting in the library because of how dark it is, like with the the, the walls are all black. And I mean, it's an amazing vibe, but, you know, to light this bitch up is, is real work. Um, and now that we have our own team, we have uh, BJ, the vegan light assassin, and he says, <laughs> don't worry about the shadows, like life has shadows. And... It's just, it's so crazy because now the the dark places and the hard things and all that stuff that I used to try to avoid, mm-hmm. now we're like, okay, what's next? Like, did we, did we get all of it? Like, what's up? You know, so um, I'm, 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 just gra- I'm just grateful because that's a different mindset than I used to have. So it's not mm-hmm. just about acquiring the equipment or being here. Mm-hmm. It's about having a different mindset. Sometimes the, the what I've wished for and what I've worked for isn't just a material thing. It's yes. this mindset and how I'm processing the challenges and how I'm digesting them as nourishment. Like these mm-hmm. difficulties are nourishment for where the fuck I need to go. You know, so I'm I'm appreciative of that. Um, so, you know, just stop running and savoring it and, you oh, know, yeah. moving through this episode with Professor Odie. One thousand. I know you've probably heard me talk about the live sex art show, the art exhibit with three X's that Sexual Essentials puts on every year. Whether you've heard me talk about it on Horrible Decisions podcast or Eight at the Table, or even on my own show interviewing the performers from the years before. Either way, I have read the DMs, I've checked the emails, and the answer is yes, the art exhibit is returning this year to Atlanta, Georgia. 
this year is going to be something completely different. It is going to be a three day experience. So we will have ticket options available for just the art exhibit and also ticket options available if you want to be included in the entire weekend. On August 2nd, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, make sure you join me on Sexual Essentials Instagram, where I'll also be giving all of the information around the theme, lights, camera, action, and what that entails, and everything that we're going to be doing. Why is this important? There are only 150 tickets available. This is a very intimate and private event. Now, if you want to be a vendor or waitress or participate in some type of way, make sure that you join these meetings as well, because I'll be going over that. We're looking for vendors, sponsors, and so much more. It's going to be an amazing event. I'm super excited. So I'll see you next week. Don't forget to let your friends know that the art exhibit is finally back. All right. So now that we got our, you know, our adult stuff out the way, <laughs> time for a little Twitter talk. Okay. So Twitter talk is the part of our episode where we talk about what's trending or either just something that might be a debatable topic. Um, you know, Twitter, Black Twitter is like the foundation of all ignorance of social media, right? I would the say, ignorance, I would say, the I would humor, say, yeah. and the real knowledge. Everything that's there been hidden, like everything that's been hidden, I can't find in a book no more. I didn't found it from Twitter. Twitter. Like they they drop they drop a gem, and it's like, wait, I didn't even know that. Or it's like the the humor, the memes, the you know anything, or just pure ignorance when when shit happened. Like Sometimes if it's, a, we if need it's that. an award show, yeah, like I, I gotta watch the it. live stream I, tweets. Oh. I, I, gotta watch the award show yeah absolutely so when i when i when i when i say i love black twitter i love all of it i love ignorance the humor and the motherfucking knowledge because when people want to turn it on they turn it on and when they want to turn it off and just enjoy and just be you know what i'm saying you know twitter the place for folks that um and honestly, it ain't even really Twitter anymore. It's really the... It's X. We're, we're pa- <laughs> not, you know what it is? It's not any of it anymore. It's what it stands... When you say Black Twitter, whether Twitter was deleted today or tomorrow, Black Twitter would, black still, Twitter be, would still exist. Still be Black Twitter. Exactly. So we pay homage to that because that means that you did... You know, that means that you really did something for the long haul. So 1, with that being said and done, um, today's Twitter talk is about words and phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular, um, today's topic just in general that we have you on for Mm -hmm. is about um how men and women love and don't love each other um and so i wanted to start kind of with the twitter talk in that okay with that being said there are a couple statements that burn when i when i when i hear them right talk to me niggas ain't shit okay is a statement that burns it burns me too and she crazy that's that also sta- burns me. <laughs> Those are statements that burn. And um, I wanted to talk about it because, and I, I was never a big niggas ain't shit like type person. It, mm-hmm. it honestly made me feel uncomfortable because I love men. Like, I love men. I think that y'all are fine. As I don't believe that niggas. Black men. I don't black believe that niggas ain't shit. But hey, black men. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just believe that niggas ain't shit. Wait, but, you know. Uh, with that being said, also having, being a mother of a little black boy, yes, I have, I would have a problem even jokingly if someone was saying, you know, niggas, you know, niggas ain't shit. And my son like hears that yes. because of course, at a certain age, you, you can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't necessarily know what's joking or not joking, mm-hmm. but I, I do know that with even my adult male friends, um, even some of the ones that just working in videography and things like that, they 
they don't like shooting shows or even just recording content that, you know, like sometimes people are playing around and it's like, well, you know, niggas ain't shit. Like they don't leave feeling good. And I, I think that that matters. Um, even when people are joking, mm-hmm. when it comes to the she's crazy, I think that's that's one for women that really, really <laughs> drives us crazy because generally the full conversation has not been had. Like the full the full scope of the argument or the reason that you're saying she crazy. Like you're not really telling everything. You'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, she crazy. She went crazy over me. You know, like she's been blowing me up. What? Now, how did you play a part in it? Are you telling us the whole story? Or are you just telling us that she just? You're crazy? telling us. You're telling us a part of the story that makes you look more like masculine. she's crazy. Uh, <laughs> I think it's more. It's, I think it's more so your ability as a man, your ability to have control over this woman. Like I'm able to pop this switch and I can make her get out of character, right? I want to know more about, um, and not necessarily more, but I guess your thoughts on just like some of these statements or if there are any other statements that like really burn into you that just like they bother you because I just, I wonder sometimes are we playing too much? Are we playing too much? Because Mm. I I don't, I'm not trying to be funny, but niggas ain't shit is not necessarily a super funny statement to me. You know what I mean? Like I can get it. And I know that if I'm in a super closed, you know what I'm saying? If somebody's saying it, even Mm. the, like it goes into some type of joke. Like I'm not, Saying that, like, it's never been funny. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is that the shit be said, thrown around when you knowingly engage with somebody that you knew yes. was not shit. Yes. And then you be like, Upset niggas ain't that shit. you found out that he wasn't shit. <laughs> that he confirmed that the details he wasn't that shit. you knew. Yeah. And, and just things like that. So I just, I just want to know do you think that it plays a part in why we are like us as, I don't know about men and women, but at least. Black men and black women, that's all I can speak for. Is that a part of the reason that we're at odds or do you think I'm putting too much weight on it? No, I think you're putting the appropriate amount of weight on it. So if we want to be honest, um, two things. One, niggas ain't shit for me is a black version of men are men are always men are always the aggressor. Mm. Right. It is a it is a code switched version of men do not have the capacity or men lack the capacity to be gentle or men lack the capacity or men do not have the ability to see how it is that they are harming other people. Right. Women are crazy. Once again, is a code switched version of women are hysterical. But if you break down the word hysterical, if you look at the root word, the root word hyster, mm-hmm. it is the same root word that's used in hysterectomy. Right. So mm-hmm. it's the idea that women have, once again, an innate or a built in lack of ability to manage their emotions, to regulate. Yes, to regulate. Yeah. Both of these things irritate me because it is dishonest. It's not the whole truth. It's not the whole it's truth. It's not the whole truth. It is the truth that you it is the truth that you perceive based upon what you feel. And it's also based on what you have decided to partake in. Exactly. Or what you've decided to overlook. Exactly. Because if your boundaries are intact, then it rarely gets to, oh, she crazy. Because there are certain red flags before that that let you know that, hmm, I don't really care for this or I don't really care for that. But if you've you've said, fuck it, you ain't got no boundaries and you going, skipping right past every red flag... (laughs) As if they're saying go faster, time for the race. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've you've played a part in engaging with someone that knowingly you knew could possibly wasn't good for you. I wouldn't necessarily say that people run past red flags as much as I would say they've been taught to paint red flags pink. 
Mm. Right. It's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad, right? Because <laughs> even when we think about how it is that black people or uh, us us as a community, right, we have to look at how it is that we've been introduced to relationships a lot of times. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have not been introduced to healthy relationship dynamics. So off top, whether it be black men or black women, we have been taught to, once again, we believe that grace is the same thing as accepting about we believe that grace is the same thing as enabling and it's not right we believe that allowing somebody to do these things is just us us accepting who it is that they are and that's fine you can accept this person as it is who they are without enabling them without enabling without even being in the proximity of harm right i can stand across the street and still see that you got on a red shirt black pants and white shoes i don't have to be that close to you Right. So accepting somebody who accepting somebody as they are without enabling them places you at a places you at a proximity where you're not harming yourself unnecessarily. And for a lot of us as black people, specifically in the United States of America, a lot of us do not have a healthy archetype for relationships or communication. That's the reason why, once again, when things like the Cosby show or when things like a different world, like they created archetypes or they created visualizations of things that were not so far-fetched that we were like, oh, we can't do this, but they were close enough to be like, okay, this is an example of what this could look like. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, So... That's pretty much our pre, you know, little, little pre-appetite, little foreplay, if you will, for the conversation. I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. Which is um, that in itself, just really talking about how us as, um, at least in our community, how mm-hmm. we became at odds with each other. Um, I want this episode to really dive into why we don't trust each other, why we are so us against them. Um it's it it literally is making me uncomfortable with the the energy that we have for one another the yes. the lack of protection the lack of like trust that we have in each other yes I, and i i don't say that lightly it it is so embarrassing and i there is so much guilt attached to the fact that my biggest fear is the black man yes not because he deserves fear or that he is scary not that, mm-hmm. but because when I think about when I feel the most uncomfortable um, or even in my career, some of the the ways in which women can be taken advantage of mm-hmm. or asked to reciprocate something that's clearly inappropriate or even just the ways in which we deal with regular life things in the, the same way as you guys. And this isn't comparison. This is my, this is my reality as a woman. Yes. If, 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 if my home was to be broken into, my biggest fear is not that they'll steal something or not that I'll get shot. It's that I would get sexually assaulted amidst the robbery. Mm-hmm. That is a, is a long life to live of fear. And, and for me, I'm trying to figure out why don't I always feel the safest around black men and not, I have to say that one because when I walk past white men, they barely look my way. And mm-hmm. of course, that's not to say that black men are more sexually aggressive. That's not it. 
because white people are having the exact same conversation. A white girl is probably more afraid of a white man because these type of things occur within your own community. So this is a private conversation, you know, amongst us. Is it? Like, so when we talk about the idea of, once again, like your largest fear being sexually assaulted, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to remove from that fear, right? I don't want to minimize that. I don't want to minimize your experience. And when I speak to black men or when I have conversations with black men, one of the largest things that I hear is the mismatch between the imagery of black men and the reality of black men. And as a black man, the more that I've heard about this conversation and the more that I've actually leaned into this conversation, I can see it, right? So I had a conversation, because once again, I'm an ally, like I love my alphabet homies, but I had a conversation with one of my homies and I was like, yo, have you have you noticed how it is that they uh, uh, create caricatures out of gay black men? And he was like, well, what do you mean? I said, okay, when we talk about gay black men, like the first gay black man I've ever met he did not fit the archetype of gay black men that I saw on television. He just did not in any way, shape, or form. He was not He was not like the down low, shiftless, like it, 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 he wasn't that. And he was not flamboyant and almost to a point where he was buffoonish. It wasn't that. He very much so presented as if though he was a cis, hetero black man. And not even like I was singing songs with him that were very like heterosexual. And the comment that I made was that he could sing the panties off of any woman and then my homegirl was like, he's gay. <laughs> no, he ain't. I'm finna go ask him. <gasps> you can't just ask him if he's gay. Why can't I? Hey, bro. Yeah. You gay? Yeah. Huh. The imagery of black men does not align with the reality of black men. And I think a lot of black, whether they be gay, straight, it doesn't matter. The imagery of black men is not controlled by black men. The narrative of black men is not influenced by black men. So when it comes down to the, the, the concept of you having this fear, a number of black men will say you have the fear because society has taught you to have that fear. This is where... And, and I think that's a great point because mm -hmm. a lot of people are probably thinking, well, this is exactly why it's the problem. This is why we're painted as more aggressive on online or in the news and everything else and absolutely valid. Mm -hmm. But I am not the news. I am not everyone else. I am a black woman. Yes. And when I said that this is a closed conversation, it's because what I, what I referenced earlier, the guilt that I have as a black woman, my first feeling what what comes naturally to me is to protect the black man mm -hmm. and so so much so that i have not even in my own platform been able to really discuss that i don't feel safest around black men that's not because of what i've seen on the news it's because of the 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 aggressive cat calling it's because of the multitude of women that are killed by their by their partner, mm -hmm. by the black women that are shot because they didn't give someone their number. Mm -hmm. The the fact that I'm scared to, for to, for my house to get broken into, not to not get robbed, but sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. So this isn't all about like sexual assault fear. This is about having a closed conversation as a black woman with another black man who I trust to converse and express um, the reality of not every man 
but at least for some so we can have a healthy conversation around how we can do better for each other because we have to do better. And I, and this is not to say that there are not some amazing black men out there. I know that that's why I'm having a conversation. Cause I know it doesn't change. It, it hurts because the fact that I still have fear. Yes. It hurts because I have that fear. There is the guilt that I feel for having that fear, the guilt that I feel even having this conversation because there is a chance that someone on the internet will misconstrue these damn words yes. to use that, to validate why we should act like this against black men or why they not shit or why dangerous. No, don't stop. Stop. Stop with the, the being intentionally obtuse to, yes. to pull a, a thought from something for clickbait. This is yes. a serious conversation, a serious conversation. Yes. So many accidents, so many. Th- I, I feel bad when I have to judge when I, when I meet a man first, my first Reaction is to to defend myself, be hard, make sure that I'm not too feminine, make sure I don't seem attractive. And then if I see that he's not weird or creepy, I'll go back to my normal self. It doesn't matter how he looks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if he's fine. It don't matter if he's ugly. It don't matter if he's tall. It doesn't matter if he's short. If he's a man. Mm-hmm. And, and it's always like that because even when you walk past a group of men, mm-hmm. even if one man goes too far or does something and people are like, oh, I ain't cool with that, you let him do it though. You see that I'm uncomfortable. Yes. You constantly preach about emotional intelligence. And another man who is a stand-up man will see that another woman is, that a woman is uncomfortable and no one's saying anything. Yes. This conversation is not about just that. This conversation is about the whole of how we get better with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have some questions and things I want us to talk about okay. so we can just have a conversation to better understand each other, to get further away from these things and figure out how we can do better to each other, mm-hmm. you know, just in a, in a hole. So I want to start off this conversation, ask you, asking you, what do you think um, men value most? It might be what you value most, mm-hmm. but just in a sense, and, and then we'll kind of maybe go with those things for the episode. And then I'll tell you, what I think that women value most. And mm-hmm. we're having this conversation because most of us being on the on different pages is just a matter of miscommunication. Yes. And that starts with understanding that what I value as a woman is going to be different than what you value. I actually disagree with that. If you missed our annual What Men Want panel and meet and greet, then you're in luck because the live audience recording has been added to Patreon as a bonus episode. If you attended last year, then you already know that this conversation got the people going. So check out the first portion of the event today as a bonus episode for you. Special shout out to our sponsor, Erotic Budar, for providing the panelists with some amazing goodie boxes. Be sure to watch the Patreon visuals because the second half of this panel definitely got spicy. But for now, enjoy this bonus episode and don't forget to click the links below for the full event. All right. Bye. I don't always believe that what it is that men and women value are different. Uh, What it is that I believe is that we've been socialized to communicate them differently. Right. So when I listen to or when I look at a lot of the responses that I get from black men on whether it be TikTok, Instagram, things of that nature, when I sit and think about it, black men and black women are having this conversation. We're having we're asking for the same thing in two different ways. We are absolutely, we all as people 
want generally the same thing. So yes. we know that, but it's just like the love languages. Yes. yes, we need all five. But if I said mine is words of affirmation, mm -hmm. that's the thing. I don't want anyone to tell me, well, we all need the same, you know what I mean? The same things. What I'm getting better at is accepting what someone else says for them and said, and believe them. Right. I think that as, as men and women, cause I'm, I'm tired of saying black men and women. I said, this was a closed conversation. So you know, who supposed to be here, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, and that don't mean nobody else not allowed to be here. It just means, you know, who you know what I'm talking here. about. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, who I'm talking to. Um, it's, it's so, so many things we have to say when you, when your stuff go out to the internet to make sure that we are, yeah. we are yeah, when people are in, intentionally obtuse, you got to do that every seven seconds. So I had a receipts for what I did and didn't say. That's crazy. That's but anyways, annoying. with that being said, I say that some of it is different just because even if we just take it to a lighter sense, right? Mm -hmm. If you get in a relationship with someone and I say reading is super, super important to me and you don't like to read, that's not on your value list. It's just not. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You may want to have a fun relationship, da-da-da, fun to me, may mean reading, da-da. So yes, we want the same things, but we may go about it in different ways, like yes. you said. But that's why I said I want to start with what do you think you all value so we can have that basis for the conversation. So, because this could, everything could fit. No, so I want to narrow it down so that way we can, you know, show these examples and have this conversation in a way that people can follow. Mm -hmm. And then you just interchange those values to something that matches with you as we go through the convo. 1000. So with men, um, respect is number one. Empathy is definitely there. I think men are looking for grace, but they don't know how to ask for it, right? Mm -hmm. Because a number of black men, a significant number of men, we recognize that we do not have the access to the materials or we recognize that we do not have access to the resources based upon either one uh, decisions that we've made earlier in our lives that remove us from those accesses. But two, I firmly believe that we do not look at men as having the same emotional or mental inconsistencies as women. So we do not have an archetype for a man who is afraid of not being able to fulfill his manhood. What we have an archetype for is a man who has not fulfilled his manhood and is thus angry, right? We don't have an archetype for the ambivalent man because the ambivalent man seems to be the man that is not sure. Why can we not have a man that's unsure? Why is uncertainty in men unattractive? Because you have been taught that patriarchally or in the system that a sure man is a man that you can attach yourself to and you'll be able to get what it is that you need from this man. But once again, do you have the grace to be able to create the space for this man's uncertainty? So the one of the one of the, one of the examples that I like to use <laughs> is uh Issa and Lawrence, right? The, situ the 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 entire the entire first season of Insecure, where it was either the first or the second season, I kind of get them mixed up. But when Lawrence lost his job, mm -hmm. right, and he was basically not wanting to do what it is that he had to do because it made him feel as if though he was not doing what he wanted to do, mm -hmm. right? It it so it, you don't so in a sense you you don't have a job. But it discourages you from doing the things that you need to do to get a job or do this or that because you value having money or having a job or being able to provide because that value is messed up. You don't feel that way or, or what do you mean? What I would say is, is that 
if I'm chasing a dream, me getting a quote unquote job in order to portray that I'm stable mm. or to portray that I am this type of man who could facilitate this responsibility is less about me and more about you. Mm. Right. It's interfering with the dream. Exactly. Because you're trying to hold a, a certain type of look or whatever that, that like said, society has said that you're supposed to have. Yes. And so as a man, you're saying that it is difficult to be in between things or just simply not have your shit together in a way that the world says your shit is together. The world expects men, the world expects men to be defined and rigid all the time. Humanity does not exist that way. Right. So we do not have archetypes for men who exist in gray areas. We don't. You either, <laughs> you either are black or white. I think that as a woman, um, just, you know, speaking for myself, trying to give a generalist here, I think that we value protection, mm. um, integrity, and communication. Um, I will also say that I believe that as a whole, men and women, and clearly the world, needs to do a better job of accepting femininity and masculinity. Not all the other shit. Did you say I femininity say. and or femininity in? Femininity and okay. masculinity. Because I, I forgot the, the young man's name. I've, I've mentioned him before and I constantly mention this clip. He talked about how um, as a man just growing into his femininity was so important. And honestly, as a woman, we tend to go crazy over the, the men who have tapped into their femininity. Right. Um, How y'all doing? <laughs> and I say that we need to accept this more because a man is not less masculine because of what, you know what I mean? Yes. We all have feminine traits and masculine traits. Yes. And that's the part. If we could accept more of those things, mm -hmm. then we can understand that we are more alike than what we, what we, what we give off. Yes. And I, I, that leads me to our, my next question of what do you think are the biggest problems between us? What are, what are the biggest problems between us? I'm going to say trust for me. I, th I think our biggest issue when I look at men and women, when it, when it comes down to, I'm going to say our biggest one is we do not trust each other. I firmly believe that our biggest issue is empathy. We're not willing to empathize. I firmly believe that black women and black men, if they are not careful, they will forget that black women and black men are black. <laughs> right? And what I mean by that is, is that there are a number of black men who say black black women are extremely or hyper-masculine. And I'm like, okay. You realize she's a black woman. You realize right? she's a black woman, right? <laughs> you realize <laughs> you realize You realize that black, literally, physiologically, black women evoke the same physiological response as white men. So once again, their, their, their presence in an environment creates the same amount of physiological response or bodily response as a white man. Whether or not you perceive that man to be threatening or not is irrelevant. This black woman creates the same response as a white man. What that means is, is that black women 
societally are already perceived as masculine. They're already perceived that way. Yeah. Black men are perceived as hyper-aggressive, not hyper-masculine, hyper-aggressive. So with black women, are you able to remove this hyper-aggressive archetype from black men? So and even with black men, can you remove the hyper-aggressive archetype from yourself? Can you approach yourself more gently and more empathetically within your blackness? Because I feel like we as black people tend to forget how much us being black impacts our perception of the world. Because... <laughs> I think that... um I said trust, but honestly, I really want to choose to. And since it's my show, I've decided I'm going to allow myself to do that. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yay. Uh, so I'm going to say trust and boundaries. But mostly mm. because I, I I have a thought and it, it you know, get, it, take your time. This is what the church said. All right, take your time, sister. All right, take your time. I feel that there is a lack of trust between us because even when we love each other, truly love each other some of the things that we have been conditioned to do or not do for each other to protect each other is not helping us it's not as a as a woman who went through her life protecting her parents not just a man but man and a woman um with you know, incest and molestation and things like that because you're told to protect you know what I mean like we could have handled this in house. Why would you, you know what I mean? It, there is so much confusion in your mind when you've been told not to say something about something because it's going to prove what society has been saying. Yes. And that is a difficult thing to deal with. I've, I've even seen it, especially since I've started working as a woman in radio and production. Mm-hmm. I am very, very careful before I ever call a man aggressive. Yes. Because it's just like when you say misogynistic, it's not a word or rapey. It's not no shit you just throw around because Mm -hmm. those are very serious, powerful words, powerful accusations and, and words with super negative connotations. Somebody called me a misogynist and I was offended. (laughs) Cause you, (laughs) um, and I, I, I've seen it. I've seen, but in the same sense, I've seen men use the aggression as a as a scapegoat. Yes. You know, um, I say the trust matters because as a I, I ever since having a little boy, I've watched him and I watch how he is very similar to not the same as a little girl, but very, very similar. They need the exact same things if he doesn't need it more. And this is before anybody's fucked him up. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's just. He's he's on his own. He needs more validation. Mm. He needs more reassurance. He does not do well with harsh criticism. Mm -hmm. And then when I think about grown men, I think they need the exact same things, if not more. But when you talk about the empathy, right, Mm -hmm. that's the patience to understand and trust that at some point, some woman or man told him to man up. Don't cry. Don't do this. Don't do that. Whatever. And so the only emotions they're allowed to feel are aggression or happiness. Right. Or either just like be chill. Like even when you're too happy, everybody Mm -hmm. got a problem with it. Like so, yes, we can have empathy for what we know 
what system is failing them, right? Because we keep trying to do the things we've been told to do. And I'm so proud of our generation, this new gentle parenting thing that we're doing, not only with our children, but with ourselves and others, right? I think we're doing an amazing job in that mm. area for the people that are tapped into the work, right? Yes. But this is where boundaries comes into play. I can empathize and understand why this cycle turns you into that way. But my boundaries say, if you don't have it together, I haven't worked that out yet then we can't, we can't do this. Then there's a particular distance that has to be put between you and I. I have also found that a lot of men after you, so you know how like there's like this saying or like this underlying thing that like when you have sex with somebody, everything gonna change, right? Yes. A lot of people say that when you have sex with somebody, like, and, and it's one of the reasons that you should, you know, like make sure you're sure about who you fucking with. Like I ain't saying don't have fun. This is not like a don't have sex ad and none of that shit. I ain't talking about none of that shit. I'm talking about just being clear that you're having sex with healthy people. Have mindful sex. Have have mindful sex. And when I say healthy, I'm not talking about body. I'm talking about mind. Okay. Um, that's healthy. So I feel like a lot of the trust is because as a, as a lot of men will go after women, and this is just a light example. It could be either way, but a lot of men will go after women that are saying that this is my standard, this is my boundary, this is what I require, right? And then they ease up in there with none of that shit. Yeah. So then they don't believe you. They don't. So as soon as they sleep with you, they don't trust you immediately. Why? Because you said this is what you wanted and you let me have it. And I ain't had none of that shit. Mm -hmm. And then the women are like, well, you changed. At this point, he feels like you lied. You're a liar. And now he just doesn't trust you. Trip Fontaine said it. He was like, <laughs> niggas lie, but women lie to themselves more. They they do. Women do lie to themselves. Um, and it's the boundaries part. Yes. And it's also men. Men don't have boundaries. I feel like a men lie to themselves too. A, a lot of now I will say I I love men boundaries, but not 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 saying that like all of them hit or whatever. But the, the boundaries that they do have, if a man say that he only gonna date a six figure woman and da da da, I bet you that's the only thing you see him with. He could be a homeless man and he'd be like, no, I'm Whoa. only dating this. But hold and on, guess what? But hold that's on, exactly but hold on. what he but will that's, have. But that's women. But that's that's what the, that's what that, that's what men allow you to see. I'm a man. I don't. Oh, I'm only going. I I I, I just seen the show that you fucked last week, my boy. She didn't look nothing like that. She didn't <laughs> have none of those. Apps. So what are you really saying? Yeah. Right. I Go think ahead. a lot. I think a lot of people are not being honest with themselves, They're and not. I think that we are mad cruel to each other. We are. I think we are mad cruel to each other. When at the end of the day, we all know that the shit that we say matter don't be the shit that's really mattering. It doesn't. And I think that also it's just difficult for us to communicate with each other. You I'm, know what I mean? Like tell each other the truth and know that you're being believed. Like as a woman. Even like with our cycle, like our period coming on, people think that it's an excuse. You know what I mean? Like that's annoying. It's annoying. Like I ain't gonna lie to you. Like there, I'm not gonna say it's an excuse, but there is so much reality, like like truth to like the mood swings. At like you got to really have some. If somebody is nice to you while they on your period, while they on their period, I just want you to know that that girl healed. Like, cause it take everything in you. Cause you really be like, should I kill him or should I not? Oh no, I shouldn't kill anybody. That must be the hormones talking. Like, you actually have to be able to do that. But see, with men, like, what it is what it is that I say, for real, for real, I be like, bruh, bruh, especially with the cycle thing, and that's the thing, we as men do not perceive that as factual, we perceive it as an excuse. But once you tap into your, once again, the femininity within your masculinity, like, even from high school, I have a, I have a mother and father system, right? 
But I spent a lot of time with my mother and my sister, right? Because my father physically present, but emotionally unavailable. You feel me? But my mother and my sister taught me a lot of things about women that I, I carried into my adult life. And one of those things was, once again, understanding what's going on within a cycle. Like, understanding how to have empathy, right? And understanding how to, you know, just be present. So what I started doing... I started buying like when I was when I was a young boy in high school, I would just buy my my sisters, my village sisters, like chocolate chip cookies. Oh, I'm, I'm not I'm not having a good day, Swansea. You need some chocolate. <laughs> and then that was cold. Like you need some chocolate. Oh my god! Thank you so much. And it's like, bro. And but once again, it's like yeah. you as a man, just like gentle parenting. Like I practice gentle masculinity. Right. Because the reality of the situation is like, bro, women already women already deal with a lot of shit. Like just like men deal with a lot of shit. There are a lot of men who believe that women have it easy. There are a lot of women who believe that men have it easy. I'm like, if you believe that the other gender really has it easy, you're not paying attention. You're also a part of the problem. You're you're a part of the problem. I, I don't I don't think there's anything stronger than just believing somebody. I never realized how. A lot of even the reactions that you get when you speak to people or have a conversation or the miscommunication or the disagreements that turn into arguments is because they are expecting you not to believe them. So yes. so people be like you being defensive. Ooh. Also, they they are being defensive because they're so used to no one believing them. They're used to they're so used to having to defend. Having to defend themselves, being gaslit. You know, being told that what they're saying is a problem isn't a problem or someone using something else so they can get out of an apology. I do think that women have a do a terrible job at, at apologizing and taking accountability. I'm saying that as a woman. Why? Because the things that you do take accountability for, that's the one that was easy for you to take accountability for. Mm-hmm. It was the one that was within reach. Yes. It was the one that was allowed. It don't make you feel as bad. But what about the accountability of I've been picking the wrong men? What about the accountability of I need to sit alone? What about the accountability of I'm actually the victimizer when I'm used to being told that societally I'm the victim? Mm. Right? Women are very emotionally abusive. Women are very emotionally <laughs> can be. Not I'm not going to say they are. I'm going to say women have the ability to be emotionally abusive. My therapist told me that women because they have been socialized to understand that they cannot get men back physically, they have to get them back emotionally. These are the facts. But this is also a black woman telling me this. This is the truth. There we go. Right? <laughs> the facts the can facts, be truth. The facts of the matter. But right? you also have to be cognizant, right? Mm-hmm. That's just like you knowing. That's just like playing with a little kid. Mm-hmm. Even if the kid hits you and you hit him back, you also have to understand your actual power and what you have the ability to do. Yeah. I know somebody probably like, oh, this what what they say you a a, a pick me when you agree. That's what they say, right? The 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 a, a pick of me, pick, pick me, pick me. All right, whatever. You showing your uh, baby? It's okay. Because uh, like, because <laughs> the shit all sounds good. like because pick me's are pick me. But as pick soon as you agree with a man, that that that's oh, probably you a pick, you me. A pick me. But as soon as you agree with a woman, oh, you a simp. Bitch. All I'm saying Fuck out is my that face, boy. having a real conversation about us doing better means that I, as a woman, would prefer to say, as a woman, okay, we do do some of these things, yes. or we have 
we are inclined to be more this way and things like that. I don't need you to say it. That we're here to 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 come to the table and say, hey, this is where we need to do better. Yes. Right. That's what I'm doing. It's not to put the ladies down. Y'all know I love y'all. But I'm saying that my life changed when I took accountability for the part I was playing in. There we go. And what I'm saying is that everything that has happened in my life that that was not that that was consensual was my choice. Whoo! I want you to say that one more time. <laughs> Everything that happened in my life that was consensual was my choice. Mm -hmm. I give myself grace and love to say that some of those choices were made under false, you know, upbringing or things like that. But it is not an excuse to stay that way. Yes. And a lot of times you're not growing as a woman because you haven't went back to the root of what has fucked you up. Now, yes, I'm, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen then. But guess what? There's a man here. He can speak for the men. I'm speaking for the women. Men don't, men don't always like when I speak for the men. <laughs> I, 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 I've seen the comments under your post. I, I've seen the comments under the post. I, 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 do, I do think that there is a, a lack of trust within us, though, because when a man tells you something, we don't believe them sometimes just because they don't have the words or they don't have the feeling. And yes. when I think empathy comes into play, when you acknowledge that Men have not been allowed to be as wordy as women. Women, women have been allowed to be more emotional and more expressive. And that's also why when we get into arguments or disagreements, just like this conversation, I mean, I'm a wordy person naturally, and I know you are too, mm -hmm. but naturally that's usually why the woman takes over the conversation or men don't say anything because we can't, we can't keep up, you know, like, like we can't keep up with each other. Mm -hmm. Men will need maybe a couple of days to like, even just think about the conversation, mm -hmm. Right. And then as women, when in, in your unhealed, let's say you're in our unhealed, unhealed phase, mm -hmm. well, I want to talk about it right now. If you, we should talk about it, force ooh, someone to let talk me, about let me, it right ooh, now. Let me, let me we pop cross you. boundaries. Let me, let me, let me pop you off know? real quick. Let me pop off real quick. Hit, talk your shit. So I've had, <laughs> once again, for context, I'm a therapist, pre-licensed in the state of Pennsylvania. I'm also a holistic mental health and wellness coach. When women say that, what I then say to them in return is, do you recognize that women have a different brain structure than men, literally when it comes to that particular intersection? Mm -hmm. And I, at first, I didn't want to believe it myself because as a man, it's like, I don't no, experience I'm that. Not, yeah. No, I can, ah, da, da. I can again, talk for myself. But once again, but once again, <laughs> my mother taught me how to be emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. I had a divine feminine to guide me into my divine femininity. There is actually a brain structure that women do not have that men have, right? But it is not a brain structure that is what women would call helpful. The brain structure, literally, women are able to feel, think, and talk at the same time. <laughs> Men have a, and I don't, I don't, once again, I don't know whether or not it was neuroplasticity over hundreds of years. I don't know. But men have developed a brain structure where literally it's like a switch. It has to go from feeling to thinking and communicating. And when I say to women all the time, you are expecting men to run where they have just learned how to walk. You have to modify your expectations. Absolutely. You have to. Because once again, if we look at it, if we look at it from a, 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 a a societal perspective, you are correct. Bell Hooks calls it soul murder. Men, one of the one of the earliest rites of passage for men as it relates to violence is are you willing to kill your soul in order to be a man? 
Are you willing to murder your soul in order to be a man? Most men do not recognize that they have gone through soul murder between the ages of eight and 13. Why? Because I've seen it. Why? Because that's the age that most women stop identifying the men as their baby and they start identifying that man as a man. Not a boy. Not a boy. A man. But Mm -hmm. once again, we have to think about how it is that societally we handle black men. Black men are not used to being handled gently. (laughs) No. Black women will say that we're not used to being handled gently. But at the same time, and I, I feel I, I feel a type of way about saying this, but black women can go marry a man who is outside of the who is outside of the structures of black races to be able to get that gentleness. Black mm-hmm. men usually the white men the white women who are able to facilitate the same outcome that white men are are not attracted to black men. They're not. Yeah. Why? Because that black men does not have the resource that they have been taught to be attracted to. What white men, what white women are usually attracted to in black men is their sexual prowess. Yeah. So black men find themselves constantly, constantly in this space where because they're looking to be desired because they get they get they're looking for the sexual there desire because they get so much fulfillment, whether it be validation, respect, things like that. The things that men have been told, this is what sex gives us. Mm-hmm. And so if someone is sexually attracted to you, that ends up being the end all be all. Yes. Versus where you have women skip the sexuality part. You guys have been raised to skip emotion and feeling and things of that sort all we've talked about is feeling 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 and that's why we can't even have an argument because now we're not arguing about the facts the honesty the truth we want to sit there and lecture you about how we feel when you've already admitted as a woman that your feelings can't be trusted because you wanted to kill me this morning (laughs) and i think that's the part I absolutely agree with the empathy part because the thing is, I believe you're going through what you're going through. And I just didn't realize how powerful that was to tell someone, I believe that what you're telling me is true, but I don't have to, I don't have to not believe you to take my power back. I simply have to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. My boundaries say, I believe that you're going through that. And like when I said that this is my standard or my requirement or this is what I'm looking for in another partner or whatever. Yes. I believe myself and I put down a boundary that said you're not ready. You're still cooking. Yes. I don't have to beat you up or force you to grow faster simply because I want a boyfriend right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I, I think that's the part. I think that we don't realize how much power we have and what has consensually happened to or for us. Yes. And I charge men up with that as well, sincerely. The same way you say with women, what you con- what you have consented to is a part of your life. I say the same thing to men. Like, brother, you keep talking about women are like this, women are like this, women are like Have you stopped and sat your ass down and asked yourself about your attraction pattern as men? Because yeah. I had a conversation with somebody in my com. I told motherfuckers, I'm, I've gotten... I've grown out of arguing with people on the internet, right? I've retired from it, but hung up your hat. (laughs) What it is, what it is that I said to this brother, I said, factually or generally men are attracted to women that they have to save. Why? Because you have been taught that your masculinity is based on saving women. 
over time, you recognize that this woman becomes a liability. Why? Because this woman cannot save herself. Right? And then you resent her and say she just wants you for your money. There we go. Now, she a gold but, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> a lot of men get stuck in the middle. How? You because you don't want a boss ass woman either. Ooh, why? Because talk, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me get to it. 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 All right, let me let, let, you, me get to let it. me get to it. Because I'll be trying, I'll be trying to say, I'll be trying to say, brothers, like yo, I've never, ever, 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 ever have had an issue with a woman submitting to me. I, I just have not had that issue. Yeah. The reason being is because once again. This woman sees. This woman sees <laughs> that I, once again, have the ability to be emotionally intelligent, right? This, I, how can I say this? A number of men do not want to be the quote unquote woman in the relationship that nine to five to millionaire women require because a number of a number of women who make more than men are not looking for you to be quote unquote the financial provider they are looking for you to They're be the support. emotional provider yeah. they are looking, looking for looking you for to support. be the emotional support but a number of men have not learned how to remove the association with that from femininity yeah. they haven't Right. Yeah. So the and once again, I'll be trying to yo, I'll be trying to tell brothers, yo, it is much easier for you to get more emotional intelligence than for you to generate a million dollars. It's much easier. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? And then we we do gotta wrap up and, and move we on do. up out of here. You know, we I think we did well. We still within time. Yeah, we did. Um, That's the reason I had to put on my glasses. I, was like, I, I can't see that, but <laughs> <laughs> What I, what I will say is that, and that's another reason that, you know, men don't trust women is that as soon as they start to show or open up or decide that they don't want to just have sex, then are you gay? Why you don't want to fuck? Why you come up? You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. You asked me, you, you, you asked about, you asked about the things that burn you, like the phrases that mm, burn you. All right, come back to I it. I hate, I hate, I hate when women say that men are zesty and sassy. Oh, I'm like, man, man, do you not recognize that what you are doing is you are utilizing yeah. homophobia in order to yes. shame this man? To in validate order, your... Not only just, yes, to validate your patriarchal femininity. Now, mm. I'm going to break that down a little bit, right? So patriarchal femininity is literally your feminine is defined by, by the patriarchy pussy. that you don't like. Yes, right. it is defined by your pussy. One minute you ain't your pussy, and next minute, why you don't want to fuck? I thought you just said, I like I you, thought, that's exactly. why. I like you. Exactly, 100%, right? So once again, within that space, Joan Morgan said it. She was like, are we really ready for a genderless society where women have to give up the parts of the patriarchy that make they pussy wet? And I said, God damn. Look, like, look here, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not ready to give up my pussy power. There we go. I'm not ready. There we go. But, but what I will say is that I found pussy power in not using my pussy at all. Mm. And it... It is a magnetic juice that just keeps on dripping. Oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something real quick. Can you, I can I can I say something real quick? I, I'm gonna end it off. Go ahead. I got you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because most men aren't looking for sex; they're looking for intimacy. They are. You got it. Go but ahead. most men do not. Most men do not recognize the power in their penis. They don't recognize how it is that that can get them okay. to intimacy. And what that means is that once again, 
If you are looking mm. for intimacy from a woman, you have to recognize sincerely, sincerely, how to be intimate with yourself. Absolutely. That's one. But Absolutely. also two, also two, the power of the penis is in your follow through, brother. The power of the penis is in your ability to create structure. But you can't create structure outside until you create structure inside. Preach, preacher. And I will tell you from experience, from experience, <laughs> brother, I done been between 20,000 all the way up to, I, I ain't cracked before, I ain't cracked, I ain't cracked above 60,000 yet. But we gonna get there, right? Time. Just a time. Little time. A little bit of time. A little bit of time, right? Once again, I come back to the point that I've never had an issue with a woman submitting to me. The reason so being... So somebody who just had a problem with that statement, they, they can't get the thing that you talking about next. They gonna feel it. Mm. But once again, I recognize that the power in my masculinity is not do what I tell you to do. The power of my masculinity is... I'm going to do what I said. I'm, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. There ain't nothing sexier to me than when a man... And I'm not saying that it makes it a masculine thing. Mm -hmm. As a woman, what I'm attracted to in men and what I'm attracted to in women are two different things. Two different things because we're different and I'm okay with that. It's mm -hmm. not, this conversation is not to say that we're all the same, you guys. It's for us to understand where biologically, the way that we were created mm -hmm. and say, say the P word from patriarchally. Patriarchally. All right. Uh, that one, the way that things were given to us yes. and how they conflict and how we sometimes play a role in this thing that ultimately we know we don't agree with, but yes. because certain parts look a certain way or certain parts are easier to tap into, you may say you don't want to just be your pussy, but then when a man say, I'm actually, you know, I just want you to be my partner. I'm polyamorous, but I don't need you to be a sexual partner. Now you offended. Not ready for those conversations. We'll bring you back for that one. You look like, now why would you open up this can of worms but we got to go? With that being said, I, 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 I would say there is nothing sexier than when a man does what he tells me he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And I say that because as a woman, men volunteer shit you ain't asked for all the time. There we go. And don't do it. Whoa, hold on. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Don't wait, wait. Do it. And that's the reason why I be trying to tell people, oh, yo, yo, performative, performative, meaning you you do this because you believe that it's what you're supposed to do versus what or this get person a reaction has. Yes. Or versus get something. Yes. Like some pussy. Very transactional <clears throat> versus what this person <laughs> needs. Yeah. There are a number of women who believe that cooking and cleaning is enough for them to keep a man. I said, no, nah, little baby. That's performative it's femininity. It's enough to keep me. Shoot. No. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm playing. I feel you. 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 Yes, no, you're absolutely But there right. are a number of women who believe that, once again, just That's cooking and cleaning, just performing femininity is enough for them to keep a man, and they wonder why they keep running into this issue, because yeah. you do not understand that a man's emotional reality may be just as large or potentially larger than yours. But because you do not see this man as a person, you see him mm. as a thing. Yes. The same way I say a number of men want maids, a number of women want grunts. Oh. They want a man to be, they want to be able to give this man an order. Pick this up. Do this. Do that. Da, da, da. With yes. no appreciation whatsoever. There we go. But it's also the, the part about when women see other women getting things from men that they can't get them to do. How are you talking to him in private? I see what you post about. But I how, see how you post yes, and talk about him. Bro. But yes. I also just heard you call him a fuck nigga when y'all got in the car. There we go. Like, you not that you're not no, men aren't talking about it. They don't want to seem like they quote unquote bitching. Like, are you bitching? You can't handle me just saying this. And you saying all types of crazy shit to this man. If he can't say it to you, 
without you crying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause that's let's just throw that in. I'm, I'm weaponizing not a, I'm not a man. Hold on, weaponizing tears is a whole other topic. But I do got to wrap us up. Look here, y'all. Look here. This is an ongoing conversation. It I, is. I, I hope we at least made a dent in it. I, I, it might have been a lot to follow, and I don't apologize for that it's, because it's a large responsibility to even bring the conversation up. Um, so many things that I feel like I'm not supposed to say because I'm supposed to be on your side. And so many things that men feel like they can't say because they don't want to tell either. There are so many men that are being emotionally and verbally abused by their partner. Yes. And they have been conditioned to think that it's okay for someone to talk to them if they're not, if they're not on their shit. So they yes. deserve to be talked up to like that. You are You a do person. not deserve that, bro. You do not you deserve don't that. deserve that. Okay. And as a woman, that works the same exact way. If someone is in your life and they're, they they are they are not making you happy and you just have them there so they can be a partner, stop dating them. Woo, Bill Hook said it. Bill <laughs> Hook said you're looking for a partner instead of looking for love and all about love. Ooh. And I, she, she over there, shout out to the wine bearer and getting us right with all of our curated book selection over here at the Something Extraordinary Content House. Shameless plug. Come on. Um, I, 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 I don't think you guys realize that one of the reasons that you're not getting along with your partner very well is because you don't like them. You don't respect them. You think they should be doing more. And what I'm telling you is that you don't date somebody or get into a relationship with someone that you're already judging. If you think that they should be at somewhere else, then that shouldn't even be a partner that you're discussing. Mate. But y'all get with people and then try to change them when they've already been this way or it was good enough when you were lonely. And then three months in, you realize that... I tried to make this fuck buddy into a relationship. He was right when he said we shouldn't be in a relationship. Mm. You and are now, trying now to you, make this now person. Now you yelling at him. Now, yeah. you, now you resent him. Now you talking to him crazy because ultimately you want, you felt like you were being used if you did. Look at, we just going to keep going down and I can't. What I'm trying to say is that we trying to have a conversation that needs to be had. We're doing our best. We are. You, you know, feel free to DM us your thoughts. Um, keep it, keep it polite. And, if anything else, do not be intentionally obtuse when we're trying to have the Do not commit to your own misunderstanding. Please don't. This conversation was with uh, another man present. Um, this is not to, to get down on you guys. What I'm telling you is sometimes the truth, it, it hurts and it's a hard pill to swallow. But if you don't start being honest about the things that you are consenting to, then you're going to have a problem. Yes, you are. Um, That's the one that goes for women and men. Because yeah, hold on, because because men, are, cause I'm, I'm gonna say this. I'm, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this real quick. Men have a <laughs> men 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 really have this 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 concept that like once again, oh, I'm doing this and I'm X Y Z, brother. You have if you are engaging and you have placed yourself in this engagement, you have consented. Mm -hmm. You have to recognize how it is that, once again, the women that you are attracting, the women that you are fucking, the women that you are sticking your dick in, right? <laughs> so we clear about what that means. Yeah, you feel me? The women that you, yeah, dilly your willy, you feel me? You have some type of accountability in the type of women you fuck. Why do you like to fuck this type of woman. Why do you seek intimacy from this type of woman? The mm. reality of the situation is, brother, the same way women got to choose better niggas. You got to learn how to be a better nigga, bruh. And choose better ones. You can have boundaries and standards as a man. You don't have to <gasps> fuck a woman because she want to fuck you. Oh, say that. But say that. 
Hey, you guys, it's your host, Samaya. And for those of you who didn't know, I'm also the CEO and founder of Sexual Essentials. One of my favorite parts about building that brand was creating a learning platform that has over 250 workshops, interviews, and so much more. Some of my favorite components are the sex position demos. Yes, you heard that right demos. They're featuring some people that you may already know. Good Moms Bad Choices has demonstrated some positions for us, as well as Dara. You remember her from our first episode. Those are some of my faves, as well as the Lingam and Yoni massages. These are great additions to add to your oral loving for your partner. Yes, I said oral loving. I'm trying to keep it clean, guys. Anyways, they are great additions and a great way to spice things up. Outside of our masterclasses, add one of these on to your normal routine and really wow your partner. Click the link below or in any of the links in our bio and sign up for our courses today. All right, now back to the show. We ain't got time to say it again. We're running out of time. All right, so with that being said, um, our sex tip of the day, we're going to run through it because um, we're just going to put it on Patreon. How about that? Um, Today's sex tip of the day is going to be about BDSM. We're going to talk. Yes, I thought you would be a great person to chime in on this. Um, We've talked about BDSM before, um, talking about what it is. um, And so here's a a little reminder. Um, BDSM is a term used to describe aspects of sex that involve dominance, submission, and control. Yes. The practice typically involves involves one partner taking on a more dominant role during sex while the other is more submissive. The acronym BDSM can be divided into categories bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadism, and masochism. Now, um, I've, of course, I want to guys let you guys know a lot of people practice BDSM outside of sex altogether. First yes. of all, a lot of people don't even um, engage in sex with the act, right? Um, but what I wanted us to talk about is your relationship with BDSM and what that looks like for you. But since we've run out of time, we are going to take that over to Patreon because I want us to talk about um, a few things about how BDSM has been an outlet for your femininity and masculinity. Um, And I want us to talk about that as it relates to both of us because I find that BDSM is a great cover for really learning to positively experience things that can easily be toxic in real life. Yes. It is a positive way to feel things. Because I love a good po- positive tox- toxicity. Because toxic oh, hell shit yeah. Yo, toxic shit. Feels that, so good. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the little dance in your <laughs> grease pan. You throw a little water there. You, hey. Yeah. Oh, I but, know my grease ready. Yeah, but you don't want that grease to fall on your foot, right? Exactly. So BDSM, um, for me, has definitely been a outlet yes. for certain things. And so I want us to talk about how we both experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Patreon episodes. So um, that was today's sex tip, you guys. Um, but before we get out of here, um, I'm going to... I'm, I don't want to date myself, but this is a real show made by real people. Yeah. And either the art exhibit is coming up swiftly or you have already missed out or experienced the most amazing three-day experience that you will ever feel. Um, the art exhibit is back, the live sex art show that Sexual Essentials, my company, puts on. Um and either you're going to the event, you've caught the virtual show, um, grabbed a virtual ticket, or either you are logging into Patreon and watching the replay. Um, either way, there are also going to be additional videos um, that we'll be uploading just um, kind of like this one and that cater to the different things that you're going to see and experience at the art exhibit with three X's. So that way you can get a heads up of what to expect as well as um, learn outside of the pleasure you yes. know the event is very pleasure full centered 
yes, very pleasure centered. But the more pleasure that you receive is dependent on what you already know. And so I don't want you to go into the experience ignorant or asking unnecessary questions. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if I can help it and you're already a part of my community, make sure that you're tapping into Patreon and seeing the other videos that correspond, even if you're late and maybe you went to the art exhibit and you're like, okay, oh my gosh, what did I see? I have some questions. Tap into Patreon because we have a list of videos and all types of things that are centered towards the things that are being portrayed at the art exhibit. So there's that. But before we go, we want to make sure that we leave you guys with the spiritual tip of the day. Um, the spiritual tip of the day is the tower card. So you guys know that I um, am falling in love with my tarot journey. Um, it's been really great with um, enforcing my intuition. Um, the spiritual tip of the day is supposed to be a bite-sized piece of that witchy shit that y'all be hearing us talk about and all the spiritual stuff that people don't understand or they think like, oh, like it's just so many weird and, and incorrect things that are out there. Um, but I realize I get it because nobody is really explaining to you what these words mean. They just saying like higher power and, and from within and all of a sudden they go from being like crazy as fuck to like healed and centered like hell what the fuck does centered mean like what you know just really trying to um add a tip to your day to help you understand how people are getting to this place and what that road looks like um for sure so um let me explain the tower card in tarot tower card represents change in the most radical and momentous sense it is for this reason that the card itself visually looks so unnerving but it doesn't necessarily have to be true have to be truly frightening or ominous because at the heart of this card its message is foundational groundbreaking change the kind of event that the tower card marks does not have to be something terrible like a disaster or great loss change itself is a normal part of life that one has to embrace but it can sometimes strike fear for it means that we must abandon the truths that we have known prior to this event the old ways are no longer useful and you must find another set of beliefs values and processes to take their place um, we chose this card today um, to discuss because something new has started. When you guys met us, I was starting the podcast. I had purchased the Something Extraordinary Content House. Um, the SE Media Group was forming, and now we are shooting the podcast in-house. Um, that did not come easy. It came with some loss. It came with monumental change. And this was not an easy journey. Like this video may look amazing um, and it may sound amazing. That is not, that came with a lot of work, um, but it also came with a lot of help. And so I wanted to just take a second and um, give a thank you to Dijon, Ace Metaphor, Natasha, Nick, also known as Stretch, that's some Tallahassee video, you know what I'm saying? Uh, James, Chelsea, um, Devin, The Real Mama Podcast, LaKinga Reed, James, Wayne, BK on the sax, Lala, and also um, our investor, Dara. Um, they made this come to life. Um, sometimes you're hit with changes and you can't always plan for them. Um, and sometimes things have to move faster than what you planned. Um, and I'm just really grateful for my team. Um, I'm thankful to my producer, Steph. I'm grateful to my videographer, Brandon, um, our interior designer, Naya, making everything look so amazing. Um, and to the new, newest part of our team um, and mentor, um, BJ, the 
vegan light assassin um, who lit this bitch up, okay? <laughs> um, you guys are getting a real show made by a real person, and it's not perfection that we're offering. I'm just giving you guys the insight to what's really been going on. So um, lastly, before we get out of here, Odie, I want you to tell um, everyone one, where to find you mm -hmm. and how to tap in with you best. Um, mm -hmm. And please tell us about this amazing sweatshirt. It says black women are essential. And yeah. I love that. Um, make sure you uh, drop that info for us. And then also, you guys, make sure you check the links under the, wherever you're listening to this after you rate and review the podcast. Uh, do that. And then um, all your links that he mentions will be there. So yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. All right. So good people, great people, guys, people. I got to put my feet back on the ground. Uh, this is my shameless plug. My name is Professor Odie. You can find me everywhere, either at Professor.Odie or Professor underscore Odie. Either one of those will get you where it is that you need to go. Um, on my Instagram bio, you can click the paperclip and you can see all of my links. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, be too uh, expansive with what it is that I have. But I've developed something called Emotional Intelligence University. And my entire coaching platform is based upon um, KRS-One, Knowledge Rule Supreme over nearly everything. He is a hip-hop artist. He's an amazing person. Um, he wrote a book called The Gospel of Hip-Hop. And I pulled my coaching um my coaching framework from there so as That's a coach beautiful. as a coach as a therapist um i utilize uh, my four pillars are health love awareness health love awareness and wealth and i teach all of these things in my emotional intelligence university so i have courses that correlate to each one of those things so once again if you click um the paper clip in my bio and you see emotional intelligence university you'll be able to go there um but the thing that i'm promoting the most right at this moment in time is my love virtual classroom and my love virtual classroom is a space where you can come in and have just the basics about emotional intelligence, how it is that you can learn how to, you know, affirm particular boundaries, how it is that you can communicate your needs, just how it is that you can, you know, regulate stressors and things of that nature. Just very, you know, bare bones things. Uh, introducing emotional intelligence to somebody who probably has not dealt with the emotional intelligence before or is looking for ways to engage in emotional intelligence. So once again, uh, click on the paperclip in my Instagram bio and you will see um, the Love Virtual Classroom, which will be the first link the first or second link, I'm not necessarily sure. But once again, the Love Virtual Classroom is somewhere where you can come in and learn. It's like a one oh it's like a one oh one class for emotional intelligence. Um, but yeah, across multiple platforms, as I said previously, YouTube is Professor underscore Odie, Instagram is Professor dot Odie, TikTok is Professor dot Odie, and on Spotify, if you just go on Spotify, I actually I learned today that Spotify does not allow you to screen record. But if you go on Spotify and you type in uh T-H-A, the space, A-N-T-I, the first one you will see is the antidote. That's me. Click on it. Follow it. Listen to the episodes. It's two seasons on there. I, I, I did the research and said the average amount of, the average podcast only lasts about 20 episodes. I got like 36. <laughs> so you feel me? I'm, I'm, I'm already above average. So it's going to be some above average shit. So go listen right. to the antidote. We're here. All right. We will have all of those links for you guys below. Um, thank you to all of those people that contributed, saw what I was doing, um, and just poured into me through this time. And of course, anybody that I left off is nothing but love. So thank you so much. Um, that tower card is something amazing. I hope that you guys stay tuned. I hope that you tell a friend about this show. I hope that you rate and review it. Because this show is absolutely free to you. Tap into Patreon. Our link's below. Five stars. So much. Um, and we will see you next time. Thank you.
Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Thank you for keeping an open mind and joining me in creating a safe place for others to share their truth. Make sure that you're following Not Just Another Sex Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss our weekly episodes. But also, if you want to keep the conversation going, make sure that you follow us on Instagram, Not Just Another Sex Pod, as well as sexual.essentials. Don't forget to sign up to my Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Not only do you get access to my personal life through my close friends and things like that, but I also have almost 300 classes, workshops, private group chats, hands-on demonstrations, interviews, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want more from me, then that's absolutely where you need to be. If you would like to support this podcast, make sure that you rate and review and make sure that you share this episode with your family and friends. I'll see you next week.